You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio. I am Jared, and I'm here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. What up? And Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, Mikey. Happy one week off. What was it like? It was a horrible week. <laughs> horrible week. I, I had withdrawals. I was, I was eating cheese curds just to sustain my sorrow. It was <laughs> How were the shakes awful. and tremors this time? How are the what? (laughs) Shakes and tremors, man. You going through withdrawals? Oh, okay. No, I mean, they were just cold sweats. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's like, I didn't miss you guys that much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome back. Uh, This is episode number 17. We are recording on August 9th to release on August 10th. And how has you, know, you, you guys' week been going in Overwatch? I mean, I know Mike didn't get a full week in Overwatch, but you got you got something in, right? I mean, I played like 12 hours on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Did you uh, get anything good in the summer games so far? Uh, let's see. What did I get? I got the Lucio soccer ball skin. I got the uh, Zarya uh, Russian lift skin, the all red color one. I got uh, the Tracer highlight intro. Uh, I got a bunch of. I got Junkrat's highlight intro too. Or uh, mm. that was a good one. Um, no, just a bunch of icons and other things like that. Other than that, but I got some good stuff. I got some good stuff. Oh, happy with it? Not it? Not in a rage? No. I mean, <laughs> I don't really like any of the stuff, though. To be honest with you, like a lot of it's just kind of like whatever to me. I gotcha. What about you, Bond? Uh, have you gotten anything good in the summer games? I've gotten shit. But I also <laughs> don't care as much. The only one I want really is the Zenyatta one with the medals, just so I can piss everybody off when Zenyatta wins, because that's important. Guess who has that one? You've got this that guy. one. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> and it did not come in the crates that I opened on stream, which mm. we we're going to talk about that because I'm not. I don't want to get too deep oh. into that as a topic. But shoutouts to whoever came out came up with the victory pose for Torbjorn hugging his turret with the metal off the turret. That thing is like priceless. It's like he's holding a puppy. Like, it's so adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've actually gotten a bit more since, you know, Wednesday when we did the stream. Yep. For those who don't know, we did a stream on Wednesday where we opened up 50 loot boxes for the summer games. Jesus that Christ. statement alone has probably made a bunch of people really upset. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you feed off people's sorrow, anger, and hatred. It's I do, but I don't want do. our audience to have to be sorrow or to have sorrow and be angry. I will explain everything very soon. <laughs> Trust me. Trust Ja. Trust Ja. It's going to be okay. I, I, I think um, I was saying something similar to that about Kaplan. <laughs> I have <Yeah>. the faith. <laughs> I will say the summer games event. 
I, I haven't played competitive since because the fastest way to get loot boxes is through quick play. Mm-hmm. But, like if you can still play competitive and get experience, but you only get experience once. Like you know, with quick play, you get experience per side essentially, or at mm-hmm. the end of every map. With a you know, especially if you have a good competitive match where you go, it goes down to the nitty gritty. You'll get experience once every half hour. That's why my. Um, I guess my player level is so low. Yeah, you haven't even prestiged yet. I'm almost at my second prestige. I'm, exactly. I'm getting close. I'm at 96, 97 now, so I'll, I'm, I'm not oh, as good so as Mikey. Adorable. Not as good as Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> well, since I started playing quick play, I went from like 50 to 73 in a week. Yeah, you level fast in quick play. Yep. Yeah, so that has stopped me from actually doing competitive, because at this point, it's kind of like, I was like, ah, what's the point? Not to mention my rank dropped down, because I've been playing with lower level people trying to help them up. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the thing about that, that wasn't is like, me. every wasn't... win I get from that, I, I get like a cunt's hair worth of, ex- of like, you know, skill rate. <laughs> but every loss, it's like a level. It's ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not ridiculous. It's the way it's supposed to be. I have more to lose because I'm, I was at a higher rank. So, you know, I really, I was like, eh, I'm good with my max, because my max was like 58. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good with that. And I was gonna, I was helping a friend who we pulled from 25 to 37, I believe. That must have been awful. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Did people shit yeah, their okay pants when they saw your amazingly godlike high rank? <laughs> you, you know what I did enjoy about that? And uh, hopefully none of our audience was on the receiving side of this. Is on the matches where we lost... Our teammates would be bickering among each other, and I would say something like, "Well, if you ask me, you're all trash," <laughs> and, and nobody could say anything to me because I'm like 58 and they're all in the 40s. <laughs> it's quantifiable wow. at that point. Wow. Oh my you know, god. And to be honest with you, I actually didn't mean it. I was just saying it because it was the salty thing to do. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, let's go. We have actually quite a bit to cover here. Let's go ahead and get into our top story. Top story. Okay, so we talked a little bit about it last week, but I think the major thing happening in the Overwatch community right now is still the loot box outrage. Mm. I mean, it's been a week, and those threads are still coming. The threads are coming. Mm -hmm. You got Jim Sterling making videos. You got other people making videos. People are pissed. Uh, they are like they're they like are. They keep, they're mad. It's like the you know, it was Soul Calibur. The soul still burns. Like it's oh. that shit, <laughs> you know, happening there. So it's um, yeah, people have said it's it's definitely the biggest uh, uh, conversation going on right now because players feel cheated. Uh, they feel like Blizzard is forcing them to spend money. We're gonna talk about that. I know Bond wants me to let him off the leash right now. Uh, he's like, he's like snarling. He, you know, he wants to talk about it. Um, and it's not just that the skins are limited time. The big thing, and I think a lot of this would have went away if Blizzard would have allowed players to use credits for purchasing. Yep, I that, agree. That, I think that would have that would have stopped so much bitching. Yes. That, that would have. A lot of people are like, because Blizzard uh, doesn't, isn't allowed to use credits, this, this is forcing people to buy the loot boxes to get the stuff that they want. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm going to let Bond go. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about Jeff Kaplan's response first, and then I'm going to let Bond go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like Kaplan's response. response. 
Yeah, let's talk Kaplan's response. Let me find it here. Okay, so first of all, and I don't know if it was a good idea for him to to even say anything. Right. But you know what I did notice with this post? This is my first time noticing that blue posts, you cannot like or dislike them. That's true. You, I did accurate. not notice that. Because I can tell you, he would have got downvoted into the ground for this shit. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, he would have. Just like yeah. you do on a daily basis. That's what yeah. I do, but I don't give a fuck. How many, so, how many yet right now with your posts? Negative 180? Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> that's because they don't want to hear the truth. That's why. But, um, so Jeff Kaplan, he says, first thing is, you know, hi, I've been away from my desk, so I haven't had a chance to catch up on the forums. Uh, we know they're active in the forums, so that may be true, you know. Or he may have just been trying to formulate what exactly he was going to say. I'm going to okay. guess the latter. Either is okay. I'm going to guess yes. the latter of that one. <laughs> and I'd like to, we really appreciate the feedback, guys. We're taking it all in, and it's interesting to hear the various viewpoints on topics. <laughs> There's no various viewpoints here. You're either with it or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, I got it. That's, that's the one I got to well, say. Well, we're, we're, we kind of have a various viewpoint. Well, no, we, yeah, of course, there are opposing viewpoints. There's like two viewpoints on the matter. <laughs> You know, I mean, we we we're kind of like we don't really care, but y'all are fucking stupid for not wearing gold, basically. Right. So So we're we're this middle ground area. Right. Exactly. So, um, I mean, essentially, he's. So I'll just read this. I know many of you have watched the developer update as well. Not much has really changed in our opinion of things that wasn't expressed in that update. Uh, We talked about the developer update last week, by the way. Uh, The unfortunate part about this event. Is about how this event rolled out is that it was leaked early. Our plans to have plan was to have it have this just go live, spontaneous. Oh, sorry, simultaneous in all regions on all platforms. We thought it would be have been pretty cool, you know. How many people were expecting the summer games events two days ago? Probably none. So he wrote this on Wednesday of last week, I think. And that's true because the summer games did get leaked early. The first thing that happened was somebody took a screenshot of of PS4 on their PS4 of the summer games loot box i believe and it raised a lot of questions like at first everybody's like oh my god there's gonna be the summer games items and well first of all nobody knew what they were but there's gonna be these items that you have to purchase a loot crate for because that's what it looked like so right there that automatically started people posting on the forums about how unfair it was before they even knew what the event was you know even i was curious mm-hmm. I, I sent a message to blizzard like uh hey can, can you earn summer loot boxes in game or do you have to pay for them? They didn't reply, of course, because 20 minutes later they released their video. <laughs> so, uh, but I'll continue with Jeff Kaplan's uh, comments here. The event has a ton of absolutely free content available f- to all players for free. The idea is play the game and get free, cool, rare stuff for the next few weeks. Yes, you can buy loot boxes, but you can also earn them for free just by playing. There's a ton of content here that literally no one knew existed until it went live. Sometimes we want to give a, give everything to everybody. For example, a few weeks ago, we gave everyone a new hero, Anna. Anna came with skins, emotes, sprays, highlight intros, etc. That could all that could all be purchased with credits. We also want to add new maps to the game and new stuff like Lucio. A Lucio Ball Brawl that's available to everyone equally. But sometimes we want things to feel rare and special. We wanted to try something new with this event. As mentioned in the developer update, we're learning and experimenting with this event. And, oh, sorry, if uh, and if the event is received well, my impression so far is that it is being received well once you remove the debate 
over the items not being available for credits, which that's kind of our, you know, kind of funny that, you know, of course it's being received well once you remove that. But um, we want to, we will run it again next year. Our summer games are on a yearly schedule, not a four-year schedule. Our plan will be to have the, the items available again when the event reoccurs. Perhaps we add new content to it as well. We're not so sure yet, or we're not sure yet. We're seeing what works and what doesn't work. We'd like to give the event more time and see how people feel as it wraps up. Maybe people will be feeling differently at the end of the event. Maybe not. If we need to make things less rare, if everyone is entitled to that Genji epic skin, we'll have to reconsider our design philosophy in the future. But I think letting the event play out for the, for a few weeks is the right decision here. I understand that I am not posting exactly what some of you want to hear right now, but I also hope that you. I also hope you can appreciate giving the event some time to play out before fully passing judgment as well. How do you think the community took that? Shit, hey, anger. Oh yeah, anger. Oh yeah. Yeah, lots of people not happy with that. All they wanted to hear was that we're wrong and we're going to let you purchase uh, these these items with credits. But I mean, I agree at, at this point, right? At this point, I agree with Kaplan that mm-hmm. just let the event play out. Yep. See how it goes and then next time make changes. Because you can't just because you get a reaction in the forums doesn't mean you have to react to it immediately. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of forum stuff is knee jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, if they reacted to every single person's complaint about characters, we'd be getting nerfs and buffs all the time that'll fuck up the game. Yep. Well, we got a butt change. We got a butt change. Oh well, yeah, yeah that was actually they they kind of <laughs> trolled even worse when they when they made the change. Yeah, it was still there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pinup pose. So. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's happened before. They, yeah. They've set a precedence. That is true. I will give you that. They did set a precedent. But yeah, so at this point, I, I mean, guys, I'm sorry, but if you're still expecting for them to change it for this event, it's not gonna happen. Next event, probably. I would imagine that next event credits you could probably use credits to purchase the seasonal items but this event is just not going to happen it was only three weeks old they want to see how it goes because as a matter of fact people may be less angry at the end of the event because you know you want that genji skin right or you want that mercy skin you don't have it you can't buy it you're angry but oh lo and behold you get a loot box and bam it pops out let's see how your anger level is then Mm -hmm. Let's see how all the immorals, like, oh, they're trying to force people to gamble and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're, they're trying to entrap, you know, people with gambling tendencies. Let's see that come out after you get your skin. I doubt, uh, don't get me wrong, not everybody's like that. Right. But I doubt a lot of people are going to be like, what? I love the event. I go, look at my Mercy skin, guys. The Mercy skin is really nice, by the way. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I can, have it. You can, you can shut up now. Hey, it, it, I didn't buy it. It, it. it did not come in my loot crates. I got that fair and square, Mike. Okay, because I've gotten all my skins completely fair and square. No buy of loot crates whatsoever. I said, we're actually we're saying fair and square like it's like it's a sin to buy a loot crate. That's it's true. Not, you're not gonna shame me. Well, I, you're, uh, nobody's gonna shame me for buying loot crates. I know. And like I said, I will explain why soon. But... Oh, God, <laughs> here we go. I will. But, I mean, I guess the the biggest thing here is that understandably people are upset. Um, 
I don't even think Blizzard really knew. First of all, when it comes to Overwatch, it doesn't seem like Blizzard knows a whole lot about their future plans with it. Overwatch itself was was basically formed out of a defunct project. And it's like they've been riding on on you know they've they've been riding on the rails ever since, just kind of like seeing where it goes. Like they know they have a good thing, they have a good idea, they have you know solid mechanics, solid gameplay, and now they're kind of staring around like, well, what do we do with this thing? And they're trying different things out. That's what it feels like. I feel like they're trying to copy but modify at the same time. Well, possibly, but here's the deal: every good game that's come out you know, for for a very long time has always taken ideas from other games mm-hmm. and modified them to make them better. Oh, yeah. that's. You know? I'm not saying they're like, oh, copycats. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, there really just seems like they're taking what they've seen happen with League of Legends, Dota, uh, Counter-Strike, etc. Et list goes on. Team Fortress 2, etc. goes on and on and on. And they're kind of throwing it in a mixing pot and saying, okay, let's let's take some of this, let's take some of this, let's take some of this, let's put it all together and let's figure it out. Well, what they're trying to do, it's, it's a balancing act because I mean, if, you're not, if you're not paying attention, uh, Blizzard doesn't treat games like box products anymore. They stopped doing that a while ago. Every game Blizzard puts out is considered a service, right? right. Generally with services, you know, like World of Warcraft, um, you know, it's a monthly fee. So that's how they get their revenue. That's how they can pay their people to continue to work on that game. But when you get into games like StarCraft, uh, when you, uh, StarCraft or uh, Diablo, Hearthstone, you know, and Overwatch, it's like, well, now you got to come up with different revenue streams because nobody's paying monthly fees to pay those games. You know, nobody's know. paying monthly fees to pay those games. And before I get started on this, I'm not being a Blizzard apologist here. I'm just explaining how this shit works. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is a... And Blizzard... Oh, go ahead. You can say what you're going to say, And Mikey. Blizzard, you know, has good ideas. I mean, they, the, they, I think the way they've had Hearth... I think the way they handled Hearthstone was really well. You know, how they how they handled the, all that. Um, they've had some bad ideas. Diablo 3 Auction House. But, you know, they've... they've They typically either correct it or, you know, they do something to make up for it or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that that's the thing. And with Overwatch, you gotta Overwatch is a little different. Like basically, each community, you know, is different. You know, um, with with Diablo, it's a dungeon crawler. There's really no multiplayer, so having boxed expansions and DLC is not a big deal. Hearthstone is a, is essentially a free to play game, so people are kind of used to the card pack and microtransaction thing that goes on there. With Overwatch, you have a, a bit of a different uh, situation because free-to-play shooters, I mean, I really can't tell you one that does that well because of how shooters generally work. You know, I'm not going to play a shooter that just because somebody spent more money than me, I'm going to be at a disadvantage. You know, right. like basically what I would want is I would want... Uh, you know me. This I'm a huge shooter, a fan. I would want a single price. Everybody has access to everything, which Overwatch provided. The opposite of that is um, Blacklight Retribution. Okay, so that shooter, that's a free to play shooter. That was actually very, from a mechanics perspective, from a level design perspective, even from a gun perspective, was actually pretty well made. It was like a futuristic Call of Duty that actually had a, a high skill ceiling. 
before they made futuristic Call of Duties. All right. The problem with Blacklight Retribution is how you paid for the weapons. First of all, a basic weapon would cost you about $7 per gun once you put everything together. Then you could put together these custom, these super custom weapons for up to $20. Hmm. And th- those guns were a fucking amazing because they cost $20. But at the same time, I don't feel like dealing with somebody who is able to overpower me because they spent my money. Even though what I used to do when I did play the game was kill people and take their guns <laughs> and then not die. So, but I got, to, I, it was, it was too much of a risk. If you run across another player who's the same skill as you, it's just not going to happen. Uh, so what Overwatch has given us is they've given us a game where you pay a single price and, ev- and from a gameplay perspective, everything is there. Mm-hmm. Nothing about the summer game events. And this is the other side of the argument that a lot of people are like, why do you care? The summer, nothing about the summer game events actually affects the game. No matter what skin Tracer's wearing, she's still Tracer. No matter what skin, uh, you know, even like a stealth character. Well, I guess um, Reaper is technically speaking stealth. You got to get into the backline. But even a character like that who would normally benefit from having a skin that maybe blended in or was hard to see, it doesn't even matter in this game because he still has that red outline. You'd, you'd still see him, you know. So. You know, they've given us a game, a shooter, where you get all of the characters, you get all of the pieces, and you everybody is on the same level playing field. That's why Overwatch is so much fun, because we're all on the same level playing field for spending the same amount of money. Now, that being said, with Blizzard treating Overwatch like a service, there's got to be a revenue stream. You know, and from what we found out, it was loot boxes. Loot boxes, they were going to sell, uh, they were going to microtransact loot boxes, which is actually different than I thought they were going to do, because to be honest with you, I straight up thought they were going to sell credits. Right. Yeah, I was thinking credits too. That's very, <clears throat> I think they would have gotten too many comparisons to uh, uh, League of Legends, though, doing that. But then again, I don't know. Right. I mean, Basically, the, the the way their microtransaction system runs, I mean, if you if you really want some loot boxes, I mean, sure, go ahead buy the loot boxes. But for the most part, most of us like we're just fine playing the game and getting experience in the box. Not to mention, you get the prestige system where every every hundred levels you're rewarded by going back to the first level, and then you right. get a bunch of loot boxes quickly. This this game does nothing but reward you for keep playing. Like yes, the, it's like hey. We really like that you play a lot. Here's all this content for you. And it's not like it's unreachable content. I mean, yes, the legendary drops are, you know, it's all random. Like, it's random. You can't really guarantee yourself anything until you get duplicates that give you gold or you get gold from the loot boxes themselves. And then you can go and pick out what you want. Anybody who plays for a set amount of time in this game and makes it even to level 50, or even less than that, can save up the money to get a legendary skin. Nobody is keeping these loot boxes for you. And the reason why I like Jeff Kaplan's thing so much was because, A, he stuck to his guns, which I thought was pretty ballsy. And then on top of that, he says, all this stuff is technically free. If you want it, earn it. Which which will be in, in playtime. But I hear you sigh a little bit, Mikey. There's no guarantee because it's it's you can say nobody can whatever. There's still no guarantee. They do this right. in like, a lot of games. In Blizzard, there are mounts I, and achievements and stuff like that that you simply cannot get. You have to wait until the next year to go and get if you're going to. It's not yes, an unusual thing for them but to those, do. That. But those but those are don't you, aren't those achievements ones you to generally have to work toward? Yeah. 
over time. There's, there's yeah. no, there's, but there's, there's other RNGs mounts that you can't here. get in the game. There's other things that are RNG over there. There's different mounts that only appear in certain places. It took me about, I think, a year or two of farming uh, Ice Crown Citadel to get invincible. And I got in an accident and almost destroyed it because I didn't even realize what it was. Like, it's, hmm. it's, it's in all of their games, it seems. Yeah, but I think the, the the big issue here is that this is tied into monetization, monetization, and that is why people seem to think that it's so sinister. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think that you should be able to buy these things with credits, just like you guys are saying. I completely agree with that. But I, I, I think everybody's just a little over the top with it needs to simmer down a bit over it. It's not the end of the world, and we can still earn those and have a chance to get them. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm in agreement with you in the aspect oh, and the fact that Yes, if 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 I sat here and told you that Blizzard did not want you to buy loot boxes, I'd be lying right. to you. That's a flat out lie. Of course, Blizzard wants you to of buy course. loot boxes. There's a revenue stream. That's that's basically what you know what we were just talking uh-huh. about. They need a revenue stream, and you know, for Overwatch to continue the way it is, obviously they have certain characters made and certain skins made. Like we know, you know, Anna came out. We know they have Sombra. Uh, they might have like we talked about. You know, they might have an Athena coming out. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. But for this, for the game to move from year to year and continue to get updates the way it does, there needs to be some type of revenue stream. And that's, that's so, for, of course, they're going to, they want you to buy the loot boxes. But it's just not like, it, I, you know, I, I'm in a Facebook group and I post in a group like, you know, I checked out the loot boxes. You can get them in game. I don't think Blizz. It's pretty easy to get them in game. Blizz isn't trying to put your hands into your pockets. I mean, there's only a certain amount of people, or certain people who are of that I gotta have it mentality, and they're gonna buy boxes anyway, whether they can use credits or not. They because this is a limited engagement, they were gonna buy credit. They were gonna buy boxes regardless. They would have just been quiet about it. They would have used whatever credits they had to buy the the items that they wanted. But we're talking over 100 new items added to the game for three weeks. I'm sorry, but there's just no way you can, you can, you can get all the stuff you're going to want. I seriously doubt if you're playing Overwatch that much that you want these items, that you're only one item for one or two people. You know? You're gonna, you're, there, those people were going to buy the boxes anyway. They just wouldn't have made any noise about it. The big noise is because of the credits, because that affects the middle, the people in the mid-ground. You have the people who were going to buy the boxes anyway, and then you have the people who weren't going to buy boxes regardless. So now you have this mid-ground of people who may or may not have bought boxes, and they're not buying boxes, but they feel like Blizzard is trying to force them to buy boxes. And that's the actual issue here, the way they feel that Blizzard is trying to force them to buy boxes. I think they they feel forced just because they real. It's like you said, there's no way, unless like you literally do not do anything but like play this game 24 hours throughout the entire three weeks of getting all the items. And even then, you still might not. Because guess what? R.A. Jesus. Yes, like, exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't have to bestow all the items upon you. He can give you duplicates throughout all the damn day. Exactly. And the funny thing about it is, and something we talked about in pre-show, is that if Blizzard really wanted to be sinister, right? Or they really wanted to impress upon somebody, like, you know, they want to get more people to buy boxes. The better way to go would have actually to allow, be to allow credits. And this is why. 
right now, like I said, you're, you're, we're going to take out the people who are going to buy boxes anyway. We're going to take away people who weren't going to buy boxes at all. If you leave those people who are in the middle, who are the sway, who may or may not buy boxes, if you are allowed to use credits to buy items, you actually have more incentive to buy the boxes. And here's why. Most people don't have thousands of credits to lie, lying around, right? They might have a thousand, maybe two thousand credits. Okay, maybe three thousand. At the, those are the richest players, I think. RNG Jesus really hates them, them because they're shitting them coins all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or they play so much that they have so many duplicates they they got build up. You know, however, but let's say you have you know two thousand, three thousand um, credits. That's three legendaries, and that's what you're really gonna go for, right? So. You got you get your three legendaries, or you get a mix of items, but there's still a ton of items to get that you probably want. So you're gonna play the game for uh, you know the you're gonna play for the first two weeks, see what you get. Now the last week's rolling around, you don't have the stuff that you want, but you know if you buy the boxes, not only do you have a chance to get what you want, but even if you don't get what you want, you're gonna get credits from your duplicates. Or well, just credits from credits dropping in the first place. So you actually have a you actually have more of an incentive to get the boxes if the credits were viable for purchasing uh, skins or items because you know how you now have two things in the boxes you can look forward to versus the one which is extremely random, which is probably keeping most people away from buying the boxes. It's actually why I didn't buy the boxes in the first place. You know, I didn't buy loot boxes until this event rolled around. And I didn't even buy the loot boxes this time around to get the items. Like I said, we're going to get into that in a couple of minutes. But, but, um, you know, it's it's too random for me. I might as well just play the game and get the boxes. And I think that's how most of the players feel right now. They just don't like the fact that they think Blizzard's trying to put their hand in their pocket. When the reality is, if Blizzard would have allowed credits, nobody would have said anything. And you would have had a whole bunch of people probably buying boxes, making memes about the shit and laughing about it. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have bought a box by now, but I haven't. Right. Because, you know, you know, like, okay, I don't have what I want. It's the last couple of days. Fuck it. 50 pack. We're in America, right? America. Right. And then based <laughs> off that, I would be like, oh, I didn't get what I want, but I got all this gold. Let me go grab the shit that I actually wanted before the event's over. Okay, done. Exactly. So that, and trust me, this isn't, nobody at Blizzard's listening to this like, oh my God, why didn't we think of that? Because I got I got news for you folks. They got people there that their job is to make us spend money. Okay, yeah. their job is to study yeah. human behavior, or they have studied human behavior. They have degrees from prestigious universities on how this shit works, and they know how to get your cash. So I am certain this option was presented to Jeff Kaplan and team, or to whoever makes those decisions at but, Blizzard. But then why did they not go that route? That's what I don't understand. It's like, why they chose to not go down this route. Maybe Overwatch is doing better than we thought it was. I mean, we did find out that it has 15 million players. Well, for the late, well, you know, later in the podcast, by the way. But they have, they have 15 million players across three platforms. That's a lot of money. Maybe they don't need, maybe they can focus more on the service of the game than getting more money out of the game right now. Maybe. I'm not saying that's how that's what's going on. I don't know why you would ever want to leave money on the table, but yeah, sure. Okay. Well, no, technically speaking, it's like it's not necessarily even money on the table. It's more like investing into the game to get more people to play. You know the the more 
your community trusts you, the more you can get away with. Uh-huh. Yeah, but now they've got a, But now the community doesn't trust. Well, them. yeah, and I think this this thing kind of backfired on them. That's what's going on right now. It kind of backfired. It didn't work out the way they thought. They probably thought, oh well, people will be you know people will be happy with this. Like you know, we're not you know we're tying it to credits, so that there's no reason to you know uh, buy a whole bunch of loot boxes. And they knew people whales were going to buy loot boxes anyway, so it's uh-huh. not like they're leaving leaving that much money on the table. All hypothetical, folks. Like I said, I'm not a Blizzard apologist. Jaws for the people. Jaws for the people. And Jaws just wants you to be happy. You know? I don't want you angry. <laughs> we want you informed. Yeah, he admits that he, he doesn't... He wants you to be happy as he tells you that he feeds off your anger and hate. Only in game. <laughs> only in game. It's only in that round we're enemies and then we're friends right after. We can have a beer. I, I, I promise. <laughs> Unless you're a dick, okay? Don't be a dick. Unless your name is Donald Trump and you play May. <laughs> yeah, we, we oh ran into God. a player called Donald Trump last night and he played May. And we destroyed uh, her ironic several times. May builds walls. And uh, some, some, some insults were thrown around and all it was was hashtag Gary Johnson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but okay, I mean, the loot box outrage, it's, it's time to cool it down. Yes. Actually, I, I made a post about the loot box outrage last week. I got fucking buried in the forums. That's okay. You just made me stronger. <laughs> I, okay. I am in full agreement with you. I Oh, God, this is ridiculous, people. Can't we talk about real shit that's important, like fucking Reinhardt's reach and speed? Like, these are important yeah. issues, okay? Zenyatta nerfs. That, no, you know, that's a, that's actually, you bring up a good point. <laughs> so many people in the community are mad about this loot box thing, right? This is actually what kind of pisses me off about this loot box situation. Not the actual loot box situation. It's the fact that we have all these people, a huge amount of people, pissed off about these skins that are uh, cosmetic. They do nothing to the game. Uh-huh. They do nothing to the game. It costs you... It, you're not losing money by, by getting the skin. You can get it for free, but... You know, you have all these people so mad about it. I mean, I have never seen upvotes on posts like I have on these for these past weeks for these, uh, you know, uh, posts about the loot box situation. But at the same time, when you make posts about stuff that actually affect the game, you never get this type of support. When I make a post about the net code or, or the net code tick rate, whatever it is, I get people that agree, but we don't get that much support to pressure Blizzard into an actual answer. When you talk about the fact that when you step on a point within the last second, it doesn't count, that's an issue. It needs to get there's, addressed, but nobody's saying anything about there's it. A really, there's, a really, there's a really good reason why. Well, actually, it's not a good reason, but I can tell you the reason why. Why? Dollar signs. What, are you talking about putting your foot on the point of the last second? No, I'm talking like, this is all about money. No, but that's the problem. The minute you talk about money, wow. everyone's like up in arms. The minute you, the minute something happens to like anyone feels cheated about money or anything like that or sexual whatever pref or whatever something sexualized, mm-hmm. everyone's all up in arms. It's a perceived issue. Anyone talk about balance or shit like that? It's like whatever. It's a perceived issue that's not nearly as bad as people are making it. Uh, yeah, you still talk about money, and everybody's up in arms. I know it's saying. it's just really fucking old at this point. And like I said, there are other things that need to be talked about way more. 
I mean, I don't disagree, but I'm just telling you like what people react to instantly. You I agree say with money, you. and everyone's all ears. You. What money? I'm losing money. What? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, they're not losing money. It's more of an entitlement issue. Like I bought the game, I should get everything we, in the game. You, you, me, and you, we three, we know it's not a. We know we're not losing money. However, ragey internet fan three two one zero doesn't care and just wants to cause a scene. Headlines didn't actually read the content. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. That, but that's that's the whole. That's what makes me mad about this whole thing is that there's actual there's actual problems with the game that need to get addressed and they're not getting addressed, but. At the end of the day, like, like, I mean, in two weeks, we'll see how it goes. We'll probably be talking about it again to see if it, you know, see if Jeff Kaplan gives another response, right. uh, you know, maybe another dev update or, you know, see if the community's calmed down a bit. So we'll 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 keep you guys in the loop. Uh, but moving on, we're going to talk quickly about the 50 loot boxes I did open <laughs> <laughs> for the summer games uh, for the summer games event. The reason, you know, we never open. I never bought loot boxes before. And we have seen, we've talked about reports on the website, or not on the website, but on the podcast, about the different drop rates. And I was like, well, you know what? Now would be a great time to see what the drop rates are like in these loot boxes, you know, with the Summer Games event here. So okay. that's why we decided to, well, I decided to buy 50 boxes and open them up. And here's what we found out. So 200 items obviously, total, came out of the loot boxes, all right? Um, out of those 200 items, 11 of them were straight-up credit drops. So we're actually talking about um, what 189 items came out of the loot boxes. Uh, 134 of those were regular items. 55 of those were Summer Games items. So Shit. 67% of the items that came out of the Summer Games loot crates were regular items and only 27.5% were summer games items. Yeah. You typically have noticed you either get one or two summer game items. Two if you're lucky. One typically. I got three like once out yeah. of the 50. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, got I have three. yet to have that happen. We didn't track that metric though. We didn't tra- track how many summer games items per box. Um, 49, oh, sorry, 24.5% of the 200 items I got were duplicates. Tw- so it's actually it's actually high. I'm sorry that number is actually higher because it's actually supposed to be 189 items 49 of those items were duplicates so you have like a 25% chance out of every box of getting a duplicate alright that's just in general now in terms of, of common items like an 82 that is 41% of the total and 61% of regular items were all common and there were 20 duplicates from that. So 24% of those items, or 24% of those items were duplicates. Uh, for rare, of re- regular rares, I got 42 of them. That's 21% of the complete total and 31.3% of the regular group. Uh, 14 of those were duplicates. So 33% of my rares were duplicates. Mm-hmm. Epics, I got eight. That's 4% of my total and 6% of that group of the regular group, and two of those were duplicates, so that 14% of that group I got were duplicates. Then legendaries, I got two, which is 1% of the total group um, for regulars, by the way, sorry. And um, it was just 1% of the total of my regular stuff was 1% of the total, and then I got one duplicate 
So fifty percent of my legendaries for the regular group were duplicates. <laughs> now summer games items. My summer games commons. I got twenty one. I got twenty one regular co- commons for summer games. That was ten percent of the total. Thirty eight percent of that group. Three of those were duplicates. Three out of twenty one. So that wasn't actually that bad, but that's still 14% of the total. Now, here's interesting, right? My I also got 21 rares. Hmm. So my common and rares were the same. 10% of the, of the total, 38% I'm gonna, of the group. But I got I five duplicates instead. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I'm just going to say your miles might vary on that one. Yes. <laughs> yes, because you, you saw from the regular group, it went from 82 to 42. Yeah, like your miles are probably going to vary on commons to rares on that. I I don't know if, yeah, we'll see. Or the summer game stuff might have a, a weird drop rate because we'll, we'll check I this out. I think it does. Check this I out. I think it does. Summer games epics. I got six of them. That's three percent of my total. Ten percent of the group. One duplicate. And then my legendary summer game legendaries. I got seven. There are seven legendaries actually in the summer games. <laughs> I think there's more than that. Uh, are there really? Like, yeah, I got uh, seven. I got seven summer games legendaries. Three point five percent of the total. Twelve percent of the group. Three duplicates. So forty two. Oh, that's right. You can get duplicates of it. I thought there were. Only, I was gonna say there were only like. I thought there were only like six legendary skins. The duplicates thing is pretty annoying <laughs> to have to deal with. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah, in general, here's the, the, the total numbers here. So I got 103 to- common items. That's 51%. And out of that, 23 of those were duplicates. So 22%. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, total rares were 63. That's 31% of the total. And 19 duplicates. So that's 30% of the rares were duplicates. Total epics were 14. 7% of the total with three duplicates. So uh, 21% of my epics were duplicates. And legendaries, I got nine total, which is 4.5% of the total. And four duplicates, which is 44.4% of the duplicates. Now, data from before, this is almost completely in line with data from before. Except the data that we, we saw before, commons were 53% and legendaries were 2%. Now it's flipped. Now, well, now, mm-hmm. now it's now it's a little different. It looks like commons went down by two percent. Legendaries went up by two percent. And I wonder if that's a change all around or just for the summer games. I bet you that the summer games increase because they got to guarantee you probably how they're they've got an algorithm. The algorithm is they have to guarantee you one summer games item per box yeah. at least. So and then they probably increase the drop rate on rares epics legendaries and whatnot because of the time span is only being three weeks so to get people the actual legendary the the good stuff that they probably actually want to feel like oh this was not that bad they probably increase the drop rate on those right i want uh, i'd be curious to see if they maybe increase the drop rate like up the drop rate in the last week again just to calm people the fuck just down. to calm people down that might be a good idea that's a free one blizzard go for it mm. <laughs> calm people down get them some legendaries but um i don't know i kind of want to after the event's over i'm kind of thinking about doing another 50 box opening this time not stream it and see what we get you know see what we'll see what type of numbers are, we're running 
Let's see if it's a thousand summer games increase. I'm balling like that, so 50 loot boxes <laughs> is not a thing to me, guys. Apparently. Apparently, Mr. <laughs> Moneybags over here. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't, well, see, I don't think you can gift loot crates. Like, I don't you think can, you can. Uh, so, yeah. Because I would say, I, I'd buy loot crates for an audience member. All they would have to do is open it up and give us the and like you know open up on stream we'll get it we'll i get will be thoroughly surprised by the time next year if we're, we don't have a gift option at some point yeah, yeah so maybe we could try that another time but yeah that's what we found out like uh, you know the the numbers are still in line or pretty close to what we found out originally which i guess it wasn't that that wasn't that long ago so about a month or two ago um we found out that th- these were you know the drop rates now don't get me wrong you there's two things you got to worry about when it comes to drop rates. One, the type of item, and then two, the actual item itself. I do believe the actual item itself is completely random. That's where that's where RNG comes in. That's that's where it com- comes in. It just generates a random number, and it boom, that's the one that you get. Uh, but the, the the type of item you get, common, rare, epic, and legendary, that's a little less random as just based off of percentage. It looks. You like. think? I think so. I don't think that's completely random. I think they have a certain they have a, a percentage set for when you should get certain things and when you shouldn't. Okay, I can kind of see that. But for for the item itself, I think that's completely random, and that's why you'll get a duplicate of something you already have. You know, you'll you'll see the the the, the gold coin flip in the air, and you'll get all happy, and you plop it down. It's the first legendary you got. <laughs> you know, or it's just money. <laughs> I'd rather see that as opposed to a uh, a duplicate. I'd rather just see money. Yeah, because <laughs> you that. get more for money. Yes, 100%. you actually you, you like if a gold a legendary duplicate is two hundred fifty gold. Money legendary is five hundred gold. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, of course you'd rather see money. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving here. We're gonna move it on to Sombra Watch. Sombra Watch. Alright, so we're gonna make this quick because I don't think we have any real answers here, but there has been some movement on the Sombra front. Uh, this actually has to do with the Summer Games uh, video, not the one Jeff Kaplan did, not the Dev Diary, but like the, 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 the intro vid for the Summer Games. So. The first thing that you find is in the video when Tracer like dashes away, like shows her victory, or I guess her play of the game cinematic, one of the, the one of those things. Um, when she dashes and you see the Tracer on her back, there's actually some code in there. It's like a base sixty four hash that's in there. So of course, to a lot of people, it's just jibber jabber. But you know, somebody who knows how to break it down, when you break that down it turns into a salted hash that you need a key for. As of right now, I don't think anybody has found the key. So we don't know what that actually says. We don't know what the the, the code or the hash and Tracer's back says. But that was there. Um, also, actually, this wasn't in the Summer Games video. But if you notice... In Overwatch, there's that Summer Games 2016 mm-hmm. thing on the right side. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So you have a thing on the right side. When you switch from menu to menu and it comes back, it actually has a waveform built into it. It looks like distortion, but if you actually, you know, pause the image, 
it's a waveform. You could take that waveform and put it into like Audacity, Adobe Audition, and it'll play the waveform. When you play the waveform, it sounds like key dials on the phone, and the numbers that's being dialed are 283-224. No idea what that means yet. Still haven't cracked that one. All right. Also, back to the Summer Games video, there's like some type of direction. Like when they're showing people's victory poses or their costumes or both, there's some type of direction in every shot. Like behind um, Bastion, there's a sign that says Southwest. Behind Diva or behind McCree, there's like a um, a compass that's pointing southeast. Uh, there's also somebody behind somebody. There's another sign that says West, and that's that's just something that people picked up. But once again, no nothing has come from it. That's just, it's just weird because I don't think mm. those items are actually in the game. Well, at least not on, on the um, not Dorado, but Hollywood. I don't believe that stuff is in Hollywood. I'm gonna have to go check it out when I get a chance. All right, but that was found, so people were taking a look at that. Uh, the most, I guess, uh, the biggest thing that's in the Summer Games video is that on the Lucio Ball field, when Lucio is doing his um, his play of the game yep. thing, behind him on top of the goal is mm-hmm. like a cloaked or shimmer effect. Like, there is something up there. Because when you actually play Lucio Ball, there's nothing like that in the game. And it's not some type of video distortion. <laughs> there's actually it's actually something on top of the goal that looks like a cloaked or shimmer effect. We think it's Sombra. I Blizzard's I really like how Blizzard's going this. with this right here, where they're just putting all these little things in here just to mess with people. They're very good at the hype game. They yes, are. They are. I'm getting a little tired of it. To be honest, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> being teased a little too much. Yeah. Uh, so the the last thing was recent uh, over the last few days. Uh, maybe it came out last week, but I didn't. I didn't see it last week. There were, Blizzard released this image of Dorado, but it's a little distorted. Somebody processed it. I, I don't want to get into the whole process of how they did it, but they found another code hidden in that image, and it's in Spanish. I'm not going to butcher the Spanish, but it translates to "Why do you look to the sky? The answer is not above your heads; it's behind you." Sometimes you need to analyze your previous achievements. Who knows what that means? <laughs> Not me. Analyze your previous achievement. You got you got something, Mikey? What is it, boy? <laughs> Don't look at the sky. Well, didn't they find the in Dorado that uh um sh- they were looking up at the sky for the code or whatever? Who was looking up at the sky in Dorado? I remember that. Wasn't I thought there was this thing at the statue in Dorado, and you looked up at the moon, and there was a image mm, is this or a, something. Is this part? Of, is this end the game? You mean or? Yeah. No, I Why this is my first time hearing game? about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember this. Mikey's got oh. the goods. Oh, Mikey may be onto something. Don't hey. it wasn't. It was an unconfirmed thing that I read that like no one could really like confirm. But like basically, like it played like. Oh, I wish I had the link. I could tell you more. Um, but there, were, I was reading, and there was like this talk of this image in the sky that turned into like this sound of like a, 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 a sound effect or whatever. But no one could really make anything of it. But the fact that you just said like, "Why is everyone looking up at the sky? Look behind you at your previous achievements," makes me either think there's something near probably that statue, maybe in Dorado. 
maybe from behind. I don't know. We're gonna have to investigate this. Maybe we could crack this thing wide open with Mikey's help. Mikey's uh, got to know. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I'm sure someone else is already on that shit, <laughs> but we'll see. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's all we have for a Sombra Watch this week. Nothing, no hard evidence. Somebody suggested that Blizzard may release information on Sombra on the 23rd because she's the 23rd character. One of the first codes that were cracked, not one of these that I just mentioned, one of the first codes that were cracked, they were cracked by using a cipher with the constant number 23 and they were able to crack it. But we just thought that was because she's a 23rd character. But somebody suggested that maybe Blizzard may release some information on Sombra on the 23rd. Hmm, because the cool. the summer games is over on the twenty second. Yeah, yeah, and that, and the twenty third is a Tuesday. I didn't even notice that. Patch day. Patch day. Hmm. I seriously doubt Blizzard's gonna put Sombra in the game this early. Though. Yeah, I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think. No, yeah, I highly it's... doubt it. If she does, if they do, I. I'm like, well, well, damn, what else do you guys got? <laughs> what was the time frame from Anna from launch? When did she? Not a when, month? It wasn't even a month. Oh, it wasn't a month? It might have been a month, a little bit more than a month. But that's like, give, that's like give, one give, character. I give it like one month to two months. I, I think they, probably, they might release a character once a quarter, but I think even that's that's pretty... That's pretty frequent. They, I think they're going to have a major release every quarter. Like, whether it be a character... A new game mode, a new map. What if it's every season? Well, yeah, but it says every quarter. That's every quarter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. Mm. Well, the new season's starting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, we'll see. Never know. Well, yeah, you're right, so we'll see. But we'll move on from that. I did want to talk about an interesting post that we saw in the forums. Well, I saw in the forums. A problem with defense. This, this, the author of this post thinks there's a problem with defense. And the reason it caught my eye is because I've been noticing and I don't know about you guys, but on offense, we we roll teams. Not just when we're together, but like, you know, when I'm on a team, like we're rolling teams on offense and it's like, man, these guys, they kind of suck. They're really easy. And then you get on defense and they roll you. It seems like there, there may actually be a problem with defense because it really... You know, it it just feels like offense does have the advantage a little bit because um, I'm winning so much on offense. Have you guys seen the same thing? Or it, you agree, disagree? A lot of times it's defense. We're able to get rolled over. But if you actually have a team that's working together and knows what they're doing, you can overcome quite a bit. And again, it comes down yeah, to knowing the maps. Like, you know, when it comes to Anubis, just two people can hold one side completely on their own, independent of the rest of the team. Dude, I'm talking about having a team playing offense and doing well together. Have a good, it's a good team, and then that same exact team just struggles on defense. Right, and there's, well, I think it's a complicated, it's a complicated question, or not question. I'm sorry, scenario. It's a complicated scenario, and it's, it's, there's no easy answer for it. Do I think that the defense is a little uh, underpowered? Sometimes, yeah. You know, it depends on what you're you're going against. If you've got a you know a Pharah that you're going against, yeah, she's probably going to wreck people most every time. You have to learn how to be fluid with it, I guess. All right, so the author of the of the post, he he made some major points. Uh, one being that defense heroes have trouble co- controlling flanks alone, which is kind of true because you know Torbjorn used to be really good at covering flanks. 
Well, I should maybe maybe I shouldn't say used to be real good because they really haven't changed his character all that much on con- on PC. On consoles, different story. On console, Torbjorn's a joke right now. To be perfectly honest with you, but on PC, I think it was a matter of learning how to uh, play him well, or not play him well, but play against him, because you know, as a Torbjorn, or as a, as a even as a tracer, I really don't fear Torbjorn all that much. I'm not going head to head with him, but I'm able to get in and out or in and out of its range pretty quickly. And as a Reaper, I don't fear it at all. A Reaper going head to head with a turret will destroy the turret. Yep. But that, it's, you're still going to get messed up in doing that, though. Oh uh, Yeah, but you can always fuck the turret up and then go into Wraith form and get away, yep. generally. Um, in order for to, to, to successfully control the flanks, you're probably talking multiple heroes have to have to pay attention to that flank. Mm-hmm. That's yep. true. You know, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but he does make a good point that, you know, you can't like if, if you just rely on one hero to try to control a flank, even if it's a May, it's it's going to be very tough for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but recently I've been having a hard time finding a good time to pick a defender outside of Junkrat. Yes. Yeah, that, that's another thing. Junkrat is the all around character that, you know, people need to have and know honestly, how to play him well. Well, that's, well, honestly, he can be level as offense. In all honesty, as well. Whenever you need to clear an area or just dish out damage, and Junkrat is super easy for anybody who says that Junkrat is takes some takes skill. Like his skill ceiling is so low, you can be extremely effective as Junkrat by by spamming. There's only one thing about him that has skill needed to use it, and that's his concussion mine. That concussion mine can is incredibly incredibly amazing and has such utility. But again, people don't necessarily know how to use it correctly right right and that he does bring up the point that defense heroes they generally you know offensive heroes generally output more damage like a, an offensive hero versus a defensive hero in a lot of a lot of cases you are at the advantage yep you know defensive heroes they, they do you know like a torbjorn and a, and a may have more health but it really doesn't feel like it helps them all that much do I do I sense a May buff coming in? No, no. I do don't. I think a May buff no. coming in? No, May doesn't. Uh, <laughs> May doesn't need a buff. <laughs> Nobody needs to be putting up more walls. Yeah, like you don't need her to stay alive for longer. <laughs> <laughs> you, but like, it really does, like, at this point, it really doesn't help him that much versus certain characters. I mean, you're not gonna take a Soldier seventy six and go fight a May face to face. At least you shouldn't be. But a May versus a tracer, you know. Mm-hmm. By the time, you know, Maeve versus Tracer. Maeve's trying to freeze Tracer. Tracer's running around her, damaging her. Maeve hops into her, you know, ice castle thing and heals up. In the meantime, Tracer is getting her warps back. And then they just do it again, but this time Tracer kills Maeve because Maeve can't do anything. Or Maeve puts up a wall and runs away. Yeah, that's pretty much how that fight goes. Yeah, but that's the thing. When, we talked about this before, like, where... And I, I really didn't even notice I was... I was I was doing this, but one of my major offensive strategies, the thing I tell people all the time, is that you don't have to kill people when they're defending. You just have to get them to move. You get you just need to get Bastion to move. You need to get Torbjorn to move. You need to get Widowmaker to move. You get need to get May to move. You don't need to actually kill them. And that's a that's a big part of being a defender. As a defender, you need to be able to sit on your point and stay there and not move. 
the problem is to do that, you need more allies to back you up on not moving, which then requires them not to move. And then it's just, you know, it, yeah, it gives all the offensive heroes, all of the mobility. Yeah. You know, and defensive heroes have low mobility in general. Like, there's really nobody warping around. Like, Widowmaker probably has the best. Well, Widowmaker and Hanzo have the best mobility out of the out of the group. But yeah, you but take a Torbjorn to stay out of the fight anyway. Torbjorn has to wobble his way back to a point that takes a bit. Same thing with May. She doesn't have like any speed. Like, you know, even though like, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I think it would be cool if she could spray the ground in front of herself and make it slippery so she could go faster. That's some Mice Man shit right there. Uh, incidentally yeah. enough, I do that whenever I uh, plays that character. You know, the one or two times a month I do. What, spray on the ground? <laughs> oh, yeah, whenever I walk right out the freaking gate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, whatever makes you happy. It makes me happy. <laughs> now, the, the problem with defensive heroes having low mobility is this. And uh, I shouldn't say it's a problem, but this is a reality of that. This leads to one-wipe losses, where if you wipe the defenders off of a point, that they're gonna lose that point because most defenders one they can't get back to the they can't get back that fast and two when they get back they have to uh, when they get back it takes them a long time to set up if a Torbjorn dies and comes back and the you know when he gets back to where he was where you know back to point A for example he now has to rebuild his turret when you see him just kill the fucking turret I do it all the time yeah. and, and it completely there- nullifies him but go ahead. There's an innate problem because basically then what you have to do is then like, okay, so then we need to defend farther forward up. So if we get wiped, we have enough time to make it back to the main point for a second defense hold for enough time. However, with attackers with high mobility that can just run past you and you're just like, well, shit, now I have to move my shit and move back to the main point again. It's almost like, well, is it worth defending this upper front point or is it just best to go to the back point and just defend that one initially. Right. And that's the conversation we end up having sometimes when we're about to play. Yep. So, and one, I think this has happened to all of us at some point, but there are one wipe losses. Like if you lose point a on Velasca industries or Velaskaya mm-hmm. industries, let's say you lose point a and their whole team is there. So they get point a really fast it's really easy for them to charge the point B, and by the time you die and respawn, that's it. You're not set up. You're not set up. Like you just, there's nothing you do. Once the team, once an attacking team gets on the point, it is very difficult to get them off. That that's that that, that you know that's that's the thing. I have, I've seen it happen on Volskaya, on Hanamora, a lot, mostly on assault maps. It doesn't actually. It even happens on. Uh, uh, Temple of Anubis, especially if they have a Winston. Yep. Especially, you know. Because sometimes all you, well, I mean, we, we talked about it all, sometimes all you need is to just get on the point and have to spend time distracting them, you know. That's it. So, the author of the post said that, you know, these are his suggestions, and I'm just going to run through them and then we'll talk about them. But he wants to, he thinks defense heroes need to be buffed with more health. I guess that means May too, but I disagree because of how she can regenerate her health. May, I think, is probably in terms of getting on a point and keeping it from capping, she's probably the best at that because she could sit inside of her ice block for five seconds. Yeah, but who wants to be the who wants to play the stall tactic hero? Um, well, sometimes that stall win. tactic hero though is yeah. the difference between a game or not. Like you know, you, you know, not only can she 
get into her ice block, heal herself. As soon as her ice block is done, she then throws up a wall. And whoever, you know, even if there's somebody behind you, you can freeze them before, if it's only one or one person behind you, you can freeze them before they actually kill you. You know, you have that opportunity. And then that's... Depending a, on who's behind right. you. Yeah, you're talking like a good 10 seconds you just wasted. And then you just got to stay alive on top of that. Yep. You know, so I mean, buff like maybe uh, Torbjorn, maybe because he's actually really used to kill now. But Torbjorn, Widowmaker, Hanzo, stuff like that. Um, and like I said, I'm not necessarily saying this is what should be happening. I'm telling you his uh his suggestions here. Decrease spawn time of defenders on objective A. If you're trying to buff defenders, yes, but I'm gonna tell you why it's a bad idea in a minute. Uh, have small med kits near defenders at point B. Yes, if you're trying to make defenders uh, survive longer. Sure, but I'm going to tell you why it's a bad idea. <laughs> Again. And then rework Symmetra to be more useful all around. I definitely want to get yes. back to that one. So here's the thing about defense. And I understand what he's saying. That when defenders die, when a defending team gets wiped, or if they, if they die, you know, if they're all off the point at the same time, it's, it's really diff- difficult to get back onto the point. You know, or 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 regain control of the point, but I think that's how it's supposed to go. Offense is supposed to be able to get to the point pretty quickly. Like he mentioned that it takes defenders like twenty to thirty seconds to get back to a point where it takes offense only ten to fifteen seconds. Yes, that is the case. But the thing about defense is, as a defender. You're not supposed to be roaming all around the map. You're supposed to be defending. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole advantage you have on defense is that you get to the point early and you can set up defenses. Like you concentrate all of your efforts into this one place. Uh-huh. You know? And with defense, I think maybe the thing he doesn't have in mind is that while, all being, while offense is about damage output, generally speaking, right? Defense should be about survivability. So it's probably not a bad idea to have two healers, to have two tanks, and then maybe have DPS on that. Do you think maybe uh, locking down, or I, you know, I guess this is a little bit more for point two, but do you think maybe locking down the second objective for a few moments, making it a uh, out-of-bounds thing after they capture the first objective, like they can't really go for that right away? Yeah, I think there's something that needs to be done about that. Because, like I said, like, well, you know... They need a moment to set what, back up again. Yes, and what you'll see sometimes, like one time I was, we were playing a Volskaya. I got killed, but I can still see what was going on. Uh-huh. And as soon as I got killed, they took the point, and I just saw a Torbjorn just jump off the cliff. And he did that. I asked him why he did that. He said because it's faster to get back to the point mm-hmm. than running back. Fair enough. I was like, well, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like it's faster for him yeah. to kill himself than to actually run back. The only problem with setting up the next point would be you'd have to stop the clock. That is true. If if it was locked down, you'd have to, you'd actually have to stop the clock. You were one hundred percent right. Because mm. otherwise, you it's just wasted. Fair, yeah. there, there's a there's a top. Let's say we we get point A, but there's only a minute thirty left. But you get like I don't know fifteen seconds. So really, then they just took out one good push away from us that we that we earned from getting point A in that time frame. Right. That that is true. You you are wondering right? They'd have they'd have to be some type of compensation for the attacking players. Yeah, 
So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he says decrease the spawn time of the defenders and have sm- at objective A and have small med kits near defenders at B. I don't think you should be decreasing the spawn time because defending part of the, like you know part of the defending comp should be survivability. That should that should be part of the defending comp survivability. And instead of maybe sacrificing yourself on the point, that's an offensive thing. Maybe instead of sacrificing yourself on point, maybe you should just survive like if you're the last person on the point and they have five people coming your way you're not gonna survive that unless you're like zenyatta and you have your ult but i'm pretty sure zenyatta's ult still like when you use it it no longer counts you as being on the point i think may is the only one that it counts you as being on the point uh yeah because it doesn't do it with wraith form for reaper i don't think and it doesn't do it for well no i think it might for zen I have to double check. There was a specific patch about that, but I have to check to see if it's working or not. But you know, you should. It should be about you know the defensive composition should probably be about survivability and keeping people alive. So having a Lucio around that's not outputting damage, but just making sure everybody is constantly getting heals and having a Mercy there. You know, that's probably a really good idea because you know the penalty for dying as a defender is that it's going to take you a long time to come back because think about it if defenders have if it was easier for defenders to get back to the spawn point you know these attackers would barely be able to win because even if you wiped a team out if they were able to get back to the uh able to get back to the spawn so fast like you know Especially as a group, they could then take it back, and they got to do the whole thing. And when it's hard enough to get to the point in the first place, how about uh, our game we had the a uh, couple nights ago there, Temple of Anubis? Temple of Anubis, they kept on the defenders kept coming out. We would wipe them every single time, almost. But that one person yeah, would we, still come out and stop it. But eventually, we still won, and it didn't take that long. Yeah, they they were coming out in groups of threes. That was the problem. Like the group of three that was out would survive just long enough for the next group of three to to come out. And be on the point. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, as a defender, you essentially just want to waste time. Yep. You know, and, you know, that that's that's the punishment for dying as a defender is taking too long to get back. It's having to get back to the point. You know? I think that even even on Volskaya, with the, with the spawn being so close to the, uh, to, to the point, point B, if your team dies and, you're, and the other team's on the second point, by the time you spawn back, it's already over. You know, point A, they've actually, they've actually, t- for Volskaya, point A is it takes longer to, uh, it takes longer for them to cap the point in the first place. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I see what he's saying here, but, and while he, he does make good points, I think maybe they're playing defense wrong. Cause a lot of people do agree with him. Mm-hmm. I think they just may be playing defense wrong. I don't. I, yeah, you just guys, guys, just like yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I don't really know what to. <sighs> it's hard to like say like what needs to be changed and fixed, because it's just like there's obviously an issue, but the problem is I feel like it's it, it's an issue at a higher level. Maybe it's also that it's also apparent too in the fact that when you play a game. Not that many defense characters are really picked when you're defending. Well, and that's I f- because people understand that that damage output and everything else is just simply not there. Well, there's that, and like, but like, once again, I have to throw 
this out there, but like, are we talking competitive or are we talking quick play? Uh, we're talking quick play for now. Or we're talking like, I guess, average play. So whether it, 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 average play. Because, yeah. I mean, I ran into yesterday double Reinhardt, double Bastion, like something ridiculous. So that took an act of God to get past, pretty much. Right. Especially in a random six-man group. So while I do notice, well, I do agree, like, Something's probably off on, like, the 6v6 groups or the people that are in the higher average. I don't know how much of an issue that is in the lower brackets where most people are. Well, okay, let's talk... Do you com- get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Well, then let's talk competitive, then, be- where you can't do double heroes like that. Right. It's hard for them because they can't just be, like, stack turrets because then that's a way to cover space. You can't, and you don't really want to have a bunch of snipers either, because unless you're just pro sniper, 420, no scope, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, <sighs> yeah, I think part of the problem is I, I I see way more double support on offense than I do on defense. Double support on offense than I do defense. Well, you'll see, I see more double support, but it's in double support on defense in the option of Symmetra as the second support. But we've already kind of agreed that she's like a defender. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. And he suggests that Symmetra needs to be reworked. I do agree I, that Symmetra on the second, on a lot of second points, mm-hmm. is useless. Useless. She's really only you good can, on the first point. Because, and it's because of her teleporter. If you're talking about the A, B points, like yeah, uh, Volskaya, yeah. Volskaya, and. Uh, or even Hollywood. Hollywood, she's okay in the... You can work the saloons. Yep. Like, there's a lot of rooms and stuff you can work with in the uh, in the second, like, checkpoint. But then once you get into the final checkpoint, like, with the the turns and yeah. uh, the turn... And that... No, useless. Yeah. No point in having her. But she... I, I find her still slightly useful in... Where there's the saloons and all that kind of stuff, I can still use. I think her, her there. turrets right. need a slight buff, and that shield that she has definitely needs a considerable buff to put her on par with everyone else. The shield is stupid. yeah, the shield the is shield minimal. definitely needs a buff. But here's what I have to say about the turrets: the turrets are fine. The turrets, the are, turrets fine. are not built to kill people on their own. No, like when I place turrets, like especially on Hollywood, right? You'll rarely see me put multiple turrets together because I want the turrets to be hitting them. As they're attacking somebody, like, actually, I don't. Really, I really don't even want them noticing that they're getting attacked yep. by a turret while they're fighting, and that's why they die. Yep. And that's the way the turrets are supposed to be used. The turrets are not supposed to be clumped all together just so they kill. They're not Torbjorn turrets. We talked about this on Watchpoint. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's why he wants the tur- the turrets to be uh, have more health, like where it takes more than a shot to kill them. No, Mm-mm. I don't. I disagree. That's, that would be awful. Oh my god, that'd be annoying. I disagree. Like it's bad enough. You like then literally, I would literally put six in one spot, and you literally couldn't do nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, I got that video from we played on the PS4 where somebody did that, and it was funny. But it was, that's because it wasn't <laughs> us. So <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's definitely some discussion to be had here. I'm gonna have to try some things out this week and see, you know, what I come up with. See if I can answer that call a little bit, you know. Because I think, while he does make some good points, I think his perception could be changed 
if survivability was his was his uh, primary objective. Where on off, I think people get too caught up in killing people. Where you have to mm-hmm. kill this other person. On offense, it's not about killing defense. It's about getting them off the point. So whether you kill them or you get them to move, it's it doesn't matter. They just need to be off the point. On defense, it's about staying alive uh, and keeping the attackers from getting on the point. So whether you do that by killing them or some other means, that's fine. You know. So that that's why I think you know it. It's not just about I do get that it's a shooter, but it's not just about killing the other team. It's about keeping either taking the objective or keeping the objective, and that's what we need to worry about. But let's move on. Let's do our weekly updates, and then we're going to get into an email from a uh, listener, and then we're going to call it quits for tonight because we this is definitely going a little bit longer <laughs> than expected, as do all of our podcasts. Isn't that like a common thing here? So um, weekly updates, we already talked about there being 15 million players. Uh, congratulations, Jeff Kaplan and team. 15 million players across all three platforms. Most of that's probably PC, to be honest with you. Um, Overwatch also announced the Overwatch World Cup, which is essentially a big tournament. I think it ends in uh, it ends at BlizzCon, and essentially it's not just a tournament with teams, but your team will a team will actually represent your country, which makes a lot of sense because Overwatch has a lot of people from different countries. So if you are, you know, if you want to represent your country at the Overwatch Cup, I will post a link in the show notes for you to check out because I got to be honest with you, don't really know what you need to do. I didn't look into it now that that I think about it. I knew I wasn't going to be playing. Uh, There was a petition (laughs) to make Lucio Ball permanent, like I said there was going to be, but we'll see what happens uh, with that. That's in the forums. And And, you know, season one of competitive... Well, the, the season the competitive season one is ending in two weeks. I believe it actually ends on August 18th at 2 a.m. CEST. All right. And season two is currently la- uh, scheduled to launch on September 6th. But that could change depending on, you know, what they need to do. Uh, you know, what changes they're making. Now, along with this announcement, they did tell us what, uh, how many uh, competitive coins or competitive points you'll be getting based on your skill ranking. Now, this is your maximum skill rank. So whatever your the highest skill rank you achieved, that's what your uh, competitive point yield is going to be based off of. So if you're 0 through 39, you're getting 10 competitive points. 40 through uh, 45 is 20 competitive points. 46 through 49 is 40 competitive points. 50 to 52 is 60 competitive points. 53 to 55 is 80 competitive points. 56 to 59 is 100 competitive, 120 competitive points. And 60 through 64 is 200 competitive points. 65 plus is 300 competitive points. So that's what you can expect. If you got 65, you are definitely going to get your golden gun. Uh, probably if you got 64, you're also going to get a golden gun. I can only imagine you got a lot of wins to get 64. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is that's gonna be your yield. You know, I was going to play uh quick play only so I can do my summer game stuff, but my maximum rank is fifty eight. I could if I really tried, I could push into sixty. But I'm i I'm kinda torn between doing that for myself, right? Yep. Or am I gonna should I help my friends pull up their rank from like you know, from the forties to the fifties. Should help your friends pull up their ranks. Oh yeah, <laughs> use that high god level you have. Yeah, 
yeah, I'll see what I can do. So, but uh, yeah, that's been announced. Uh, we all knew that we were going to get something at the end of... Uh, you're also going to get, like, an icon and some spray, but we knew we were going to get competitive points based on our ranking. Now we know what we're going to get. All right, let's uh, get into an email from our listener, Grundy, who is an Xbox One player. I don't... I honestly don't... I, I All the people I know that play uh, Overwatch on console are on PS4, so it's good to know that people are on the Xbox playing Overwatch. And apparently it's... it's he's having a lot of fun, so there must be a bunch of people playing it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, I'll just read what he says here. Hey guys, love the podcast. Thank you. Uh, just found out about it in, recently, and it's great. Thank you again. I play Overwatch on Xbox One, and it's a lot of fun. I never played the alpha or beta or or any of it until after its release because I didn't have my Xbox One yet. For whatever reason, I attra- well, he says I attracted to Zenyatta, but he was attracted to Zenyatta, and enjoyed him before the buff, and now even more after the buff. Survivability is much better now, and I am getting a lot better with accuracy. So you just made Bond really happy right there. You did. Uh, <laughs> another Zenyatta player. <laughs> you know, when I first started playing too, Zenyatta is who I really played. Because he, he was originally... Well, sorry, Widowmaker was my main. Then, you know, main as in I played him the most. But then it was Zenyatta. I played him for a while. But then I actually started getting attracted to Zarya because she met that middle ground for me where I can keep the idiots alive but at the same time still dish out damage. And she lifts more than you do. And she lifts, yeah. So <laughs> that's how I end up, you know... uh quote-unquote maining Zarya. But I'll continue. Um, Tried a bit of Anna, and she just isn't for me. She seems to fire a bit slow for my liking. I just can't get my hits when aiming or not aiming. Is that what the new changes are? That was before or after the changes? That's exactly what I was going to say. I think you might want to try her again because she did get buffed. She got her fire rate got buffed, and she has more bullets uh, and her, I guess, per clip. Uh huh. It felt I I felt the same way about her, but in the new changes, I'm like, nope, I can play this now. Yeah, I'm, I'm more comfortable. I can do this now. In terms of her hits, if you're trying to do damage, like if you're trying to hit an enemy, you need to hit him with the crosshair. However, you should keep in mind. I'm not sure if you know this, but keep in mind that for enemy for allies, if you're trying to heal an ally, you actually don't need to shoot them with the crosshair. If you notice around the crosshair, there's a triangle. If you shoot if they're anywhere inside the triangle and you pull the trigger, they'll get healed. So just keep that in mind for healing, okay? Uh for all the cheaters out there that got the ban hammer, he put that in a capsule. Ban hammer. Yeah. Hope that's better. Fuck 'em. That's right. Fuck the cheaters. <laughs> When I used to game on PC and COD and CSGO, cheating was so annoying and noticeable. Yes. Uh, I am glad when these bans go through and I, and just a tsunami of salty tears that comes roaring through. Oh, yeah. I like this guy. He enjoys the salt just as much as I do. <laughs> it's hilarious and ridiculous at the same time. I have completely stopped picking Torbjorn since the nerf on console. He just doesn't seem to be getting the kills he used to anymore, which isn't helping anyone. I'm only level 22, so I haven't played competitive yet, and and will probably and probably will start in the second season, which I understand. Now, Torbjorn, you're absolutely right. Torbjorn is a joke on console right now. Yeah, I mean, even a tracer doesn't even have to be afraid of him. Yeah, it's it's don't even bother picking him right now. It's too. Yeah, like they over. I think they might have over nerfed him, but that's the thing. Like, I guess 
the, the, the way they nerfed Torbjorn was based on how he was being played, you'd have people picking two, three Torbjorns. And so Blizzard was probably like, well, they're still going to pick two, three Torbjorns 30%. Right. And that's that, that thing. If people are still picking two, three Torbjorns, it wouldn't be that big of a problem. But they're not anymore because Torbjorn isn't as overpowered. Right. I mean, it's a really tough. It's a really tough thing to do, but they got to come up with a balance where people won't want to pick two, three Torbjorns because it's going to be about impossible. They limit, or they just limit quick play to two fucking heroes. Yes, that is that is an answer. You can limit quick play to two heroes, or you can make it so that there can only be a certain amount of tur- turrets on the on the ground at one time. But I highly doubt they implement something like that. Yeah, Torbjorn, he does need a bit of a buff because he is not a threat at all. Like, right now, I'll run out into an area and Torbjorn shoot at me, and if it's just a turret, I could actually turn and look at it for a couple seconds and then walk away <laughs> on console, unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, he finishes his messages up saying, anyway, great podcast, guys. Thanks again, number three. Listening every week via Google Play Music. Thanks for that. Can't wait for next week's, which is this week. So hope you enjoyed the show, even though it was pretty long. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we just had a lot to talk about. Thanks a lot for writing in. I'm really glad you're enjoying Overwatch on console. I know uh, when we talk about console, when I talk about console, um, the response is it sometimes from the PC community is pretty shitty. Actually, I got a um, I, I made a post about console communication, and uh, you know why? Like you know why? Uh, it's pretty like why communication is pretty bad on console, and I got buried not by the console people, uh, but by the people on PC, uh, who were saying well, you should be you should be playing on PC, and I'm like, dude, I do own a PC. <laughs> and like, it's probably a shitty PC. I'm like, dude, I, I have a 1070. GTX, <laughs> like, like shit off me, like, like back up. Yeah. So yeah, like that. I was actually that actually caught me off guard for a little bit, but I shouldn't be surprised because there are people out there who take that PC master race shit super serious. Yes, they do. Uh, yes. Whenever they I say it to do. people, it's like joking around, yep. you know. Ah, PC master race, ha ha ha, whatever. You know, it's the funny. You know, it's funny because you're being a dick. You're actually making an ass out of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think people get that. Um, I do have a question for you, and I just thought about this. On PS4, we have a huge problem with communication, where people they're talking, but they're not talking. Like, if there's a team, they're talking in a group. Yeah, channel, they're right? they're usually in a group channel or a party chat. So that means if you're playing solo. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's in team chat. We really don't have that problem in PC because in PC you can use Discord or use TeamSpeak and use the team chat and Overwatch, but on yeah. or type or just type. You know, you can you can type to them, but that really doesn't happen on console or specifically on PS4. So my question to you, Grundy, if you can answer this for me, is on P- on Xbox One, do you have the same problem I have on PS4 where people don't talk in team chat? They only talk in group. And in party chat, which even, you know, if you play a competitive match, well, you haven't played competitive yet, but let's say you have a, you play a game where you have two groups of three, those two groups can't talk to each other. So if you can, uh, please write back and let us know what kind of communication is like on the Xbox one. I would really like to know. All right. And that's, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, um, we have several podcasts for you to listen to on the network. If you enjoy other games, I hope you do. I hope 
Well, I mean, if Overwatch is the only thing you play, that's great, but I hope you do play more than Overwatch. Enjoy the full gaming spectrum. But we do have In Orbit, which is our Destiny podcast that releases bi-weekly on a Monday. We have WoW Talk, which really, that's World of Warcraft podcast that releases bi-weekly on a Tuesday. We're Watchpoint Radio, obviously, so we release every week on a Wednesday now. Double Tap is our podcast dedicated to fighting games and the fighting game community, and that releases bi-weekly on Wednesdays. We have Sit Rep Radio, which is our division podcast, and that releases every Friday. We have Frontline Radio, which is a monthly podcast dedicated to Battlefield and Battlefront, and that releases the third week of every month. Actually, I mean, we're going to get a new one soon from those guys. Um, All our podcasts are available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, because that's how Grundy listens to it, and uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. We have RSS feed if you have a different reader that you like to use, and we also have, um, you know, all, all those links or all those platforms are available right on the Matches Buttons website, so just come to the website if you want a, a quick way to get to those platforms. You can reach us on social media at twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, Mikey, what's your Twitter? It is, uh, my Twitter is sim underscore key at S-Y-M underscore K-E-Y. Okay. And Bond, I'm not going to ask you because I'm pretty sure you don't remember. Good. Don't ask and- me. Yeah, and mine is underscore ja underscore, so it's underscore J-A-A underscore, you can hit me on Twitter. We actually do have a special message uh, from Jorge of In Orbit. He wanted us to to read something to you, so here we go. Um, We have many in the gaming community that go through many things in their lives. In Orbit host Jorge went through this in 2009 with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Nearly seven years later, he is still healthy and in remission. Go Jorge. He will be participating in the Rise of Hope Twitch stream fundraiser. His charity is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and is asking for help. We recommend everyone visiting www.lls.org to learn more about this charity and help Jorge out in his his campaign. Now, his campaign page is www.gofundme.com slash 2QM39 G6K. I will be putting that link on the site. Actually, I might put a permanent link on the site while this uh, charity is going on so it's easy to get to. You can also go to his Destiny Clan website, thetechnodrome.club for additional information and watch him stream on September 20th at www.twitch.tv slash go to the number 2 NRG. So, uh, yeah. It's a good cause. I I may be participating in that if, if Jorge calls on me to, to, to do so to help him out there, but it's definitely a good cause to help the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, it's legit. <laughs> it's legit. So, endorsed by Mash Those Buttons. Uh, but yeah, that's all we have. Again, thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, uh, please just all we actually do is just share the show that really really helps us out and if you really want to help us out you can you know besides sharing the show you can also go to wherever you listen to the show itunes google play music and just rate us and leave a comment that is also very helpful and we appreciate that we also appreciate when you guys send in communications via email or contact form on the website so please feel free to contact us 
you know, it's our email address is WPR at mashthosebuttons.com. You can also reach us. There's a contact form on the website. You can talk to us on Twitter. You can talk to us on Facebook, SoundCloud, wherever. Reach out to us. We know there's a lot of people that have a lot to say about these loot boxes. We'd love to hear uh, what you have to say about it, whether it be good or bad. You might think we're stupid for taking out the stance that we have. I don't know. <laughs> it's a free country. That's the pre- that's the good thing about living in America, right? America. Anyway, finally time to go. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week. See you later. GG's, everybody.